In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 251st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, How Will the Falcons Adjust to No Combine? So there's not going to be a combine this year. They're going to go to pro days and do some things virtually. Because of the coronavirus pandemic, it's going to be a second altered offseason. This would have been the week we would have been in Indianapolis hearing from all the GMs and coaches from around the league, looking at some of the prospects who were invited to uh, work out and get ready for uh, their workouts and medical, every, uh, medical examinations, but not this year. Going to be doing a lot of that virtually and through the pro days. So here in this episode, we're going to hear from GM Terry Fontenot and head coach Arthur Smith about pro days. And then uh, we'll look at free agency real quick because that's first up. Then we'll discuss Michael Cunningham's column, uh, you know, coming out of there and what he believes the best thing to do for the Falcons. And discuss the compensatory picks. And, um, you know, I was looking at that, and a big part of it was Austin Hooper going to Cleveland. So we'll compare how he did in Cleveland in his 13 games against how Hayden Hurst did here. And then fifth, we'll wrap up. We got a story coming on, you know, five guys that need to improve for the Falcons. And we, you know, two of them were rookies from last year, Marlon Davidson. And Matt Hennessy. So we discuss those two gentlemen with head coach Arthur Smith. And then we discuss the quarterback situation with general manager Terry Fontenot. So we got a lot here in this episode. Uh, you know, you want to follow us on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC. You know, benchmark your Falcons page on AJC.com. And, uh, you know, come and Visit the Bowtie Chronicles every Wednesday at 8 a.m. in the offseason. We go Monday and Wednesday during the season, but in the offseason on Wednesday. So without further ado, we're going to get to GM Terry Fontenot and then head coach Arthur Smith here. We've got a quick two minutes and 33 seconds of them discussing how they're going to operate with no combine. We um, all start out, we, we really value uh, pro days, we always have, and um, you know, the access obviously is going to be different uh, when you factor in COVID and, and what we're dealing with there, but um, that in-person, getting to see those players in, in person is critical, um, especially this year when you think about some of these players we haven't seen on the grass uh, this entire season, we were talking about the players that opted out, so it's important to get in there, even though we you won't be able to put your hands on them like you used to um, do, or um, you're not going to have the full access. It's going to be limited. Um, but 
but still it's important uh, to get in those buildings and um, and see those players important in, in person and uh, and the Zoom meetings and and we're going through that process and um, hey, what's the right way to do it? Because we like to the coaches like to watch film with the players, so we just need to find the most efficient way to do it. But um, but, but that's going to be really important um, in this evaluation process. Yeah, and just to, to piggyback off that, we, you know, the one thing that, that helps is uh, we've been through almost a calendar year now of the Zoom world. And so there was a lot of lessons learned through our draft process last year and even in our, our spring installations and the stuff we had to deal with in Tennessee early in the season. So we found different ways. I mean, it, you know, it's it was really, it was really cool during the, the hiring process with the staff. I mean, Years past, you may have flown somebody in. I may have gone and seen somebody somewhere, but it allowed us to talk to a lot, a lot of different candidates. And you just try to find lessons learned from mistakes you made. We may have made last year. I know for me, coaching things that learned what translated to Zoom. I uh, feel really good. I mean, we made some hires that we never, I've never met in person until they showed up here. But felt good about it and the way we went about it and vetted them. And so it's like everybody, you have to adapt to the current times. Definitely, and uh, Terry, I think this is just a kind of a follow-up for you. It, it, how many pro days are you all kind of hoping to get to in person? We're going to try to cover everything. We look at it like we're turning over every stone, and um, we sat down and kind of met with uh, with Kyle Smith and, and A-Rob and Dewan just yesterday going through um, the pro days and making sure we're covered, making sure, um, obviously, me and Arthur will be at certain ones, and um, and some of them we'll make sure the coaches and the scouts, but uh, we want to cover everything, and um, we, we want to make sure we can get to out to as many as possible. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. That's uh, that was Terry Fontenot and uh, Coach Arthur Smith on discussing the their their strategy for pro days. The question was from Terry, or excuse me, Tori McElhaney from the Athletic, one of my former students. Uh, but you know, we don't get to ask all the questions anymore. You know, everybody's got to. You know, I try to ask five-part and three-part questions because, you know, by the time they get back to me, it's 20 questions later, and, you know, they got to they spread it around the room. The virtual setting's not really good for the beat writer. Uh, that's, you know, got beat writer questions to, you know, things we want to cover. So, you know, like one of the things I want to talk about free agency, wanted to talk about their plan for, I mean, I went in there with like 20 questions, but... uh and they might have addressed them, but, you know, sometimes people let them off the hook. Uh, but, we you know, we need to find out about free agency. We need to find out about fifth-year options. I mean, at the at the combine, these are things that, you know, the GMs are <clears throat> expected to discuss. But the Falcons, uh, um, you know, they weren't ready yet, and that's understandable. They're just putting their crew together. So in the next year, we're going to uh, be asking a little bit more in the combine press conference from them. So, Keanu O'Neill, Alex Mack, DeMonte Casey, um, we've, you know, we know that Alex Mack's weighing his options. Uh, nothing out of the Casey and Neal camp. The Falcons said they're going to discuss it with the agents. Uh, there's not a way for them to, to, to get them back, uh, you know, barring a lot of people taking a whole bunch of pay cuts. Uh, you know, they, they got to do a lot of contract maneuvering and, and so forth. Uh, and we, you know, Joe Curry laid it out for us, former agent. And it's not going to be much different than what he laid out. He said, leave Ryan and Julio's contract alone. Uh, then you want to, um, 
you know, restructure Jake Matthews and Grady Jarrett. Uh, then you need to um, get a pay cut from you – know, you want, also want to restructure Deion Jones. And you want to get a pay cut from Fowler. That's going to get you under the cap. That's not going to get you enough money to sign Keanu Neal, Alex Mack, or Casey. You might can get Casey back if he doesn't get anything on the open market with coming off of an injury. So, you know, that's how we got a handicap going into free agency. And we'll start hearing from the agents here real soon because uh, once the Falcons start calling them, we'll, you know, we've been calling them too to get updates on whether they are coming back or going to be going to the open market. And, and the open market's not going to be a nice place this year with all the teams under the cap or, or you know, sorry, over the cap. Not a lot of money, you know. A lot of Jacksonville's got a lot of money. A lot of money. If you know, you know Urban Meyer, you need to be calling him. <laughs> they got some cash down there, uh, so it's not going to be that much. And people are going. There's speculation that hey, you know, people are just going to wait. They're going to wait for the market to get depressed, and then go bargain basement shopping at the end. And that's when the Falcons can swoop in on people. Now here's a look at the free agent list. Darquez Denard, Todd Gurley, Darquez cornerback, Todd Gurley running back. Defensive end, Charles Harris, running back, Brian Hill. Run, corner, free safety, DeMonte Casey, center, Alex Mack. Left guard, Justin, guard center, Justin McCray. Defensive end, Stephen Means. Safety, Keanu Neal. Safety, Sherrod Neesman. Linebacker, Leroy Reynolds. Linebacker, Edmund Robinson. Matt Schaub's retired. Tight end Luke Stocker. Wide receiver Laquan Treadwell. Backup tackle John Wetzel. And cornerback Bleedy Ray Wilson. Bleedy, you know, some of those guys can come back. They're going to come back on veteran minimums. minimums. Um, the the three that I mentioned are the ones that are, you know, played a lot. And you want it, you know, if you, you know in a perfect world, you would, it wouldn't be an issue. Uh, we'll bring him back, Keanu Neal. And if Alex Mack can still go um, at 35, and he thinks he can, so he's weighing his options. You bring him back. Let him get beat out by, by uh, Matt Hennessy. We saw what giving the center job away uh, to the up-and-coming guy did when they did it uh, and gave Todd McClure's uh, job away to Peter Collins. And uh, Todd didn't want a whole bunch of money. I don't know how much. Uh, Mac with one, he made uh, almost eight million last year, so he's a little bit in a different stratosphere on the uh, pay hierarchy. So uh, you know, if all these guys go, you got major holes in a lot of places. Uh, you know, at running back for sure. You know, case safety, you only got one safety on the roster, Jalen Hawkins. You're looking for pass rushers, so you know you, you want to upgrade at Stephen Mean spot. Although he was a good locker room guy. Uh, you got to upgrade that linebacker from Reynolds and uh, Robinson. And uh, tight end, you got to upgrade that tight end. So uh, they'll leave some holes in the roster here. But your restricted free agents are Matt Gano and Brandon Powell. And uh, Matt Gano is going to probably get whatever Brian Hill got last year um, for the unrestricted. I don't think you put a first or second round on either one of them guys. So I'll have to go look up what Brian Hill got last year. 
then your exclusive rights guys will be back. The big one there is Young Hoku, the kicker. Defensive end, Jacob Tuito Mariner. All right, I think I got it right. Wide receiver, Christian Blake. Wide receiver, Greg Dortch. And then tight end, Jaden Grant. So, you know, bring them all back. They've played a little bit. I don't know about Dortch. So, you know, you got some quality backup, backup depth there. So, that's where we at free agency-wise. Item number three today, Michael Cunningham's column. Cunningham is in the trade down and get some players cap uh, group. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the quarterback take Justin Fields group. Uh, some people think he's going at two and he might not be there. Uh, the Zach Wilson people are thinking he, he could go two and Fields could be there at four. There's the Sewell camp that want to see him take the tackle. And then the need pick would be to take Michael Parsons, the linebacker, at four. Now, if you want him, you can get out of four and get him later. But I don't see them trading with the Panthers. So, I don't know. Um, you know, I wouldn't trade with the division foe. That's uh, kind of taboo. Uh, so, I don't see that happening. But Carolina wants a quarterback. They were in on Stafford. Uh, they've been kicking around on uh, all the quarterback stuff, so much so that Teddy Bridgewater's uh, defriended them on all his social media. I, I guess that's what they call it, or unfollow, defriend, um, you know. Uh, so he's he's uh, he's not happy with the Panthers chasing after every quarterback walking down the street. So, you know, they it's no secret they want to move up. The Falcons don't want one of the quarterbacks. They don't like them. Then trade the pick and build the roster back up because they got to do it on the low low and everybody knows it. Uh, but if they keep leaking it out there that they want a quarterback, then the teams that really want a quarterback will come up, give them a bushel of picks, and then they can't mess them up. They got to hit on the picks. That's the other side of it. And we know from our discussions with Bill Polian, the good teams hit on 56% and the bad teams hit around 45 So... That's why we're in this predicament because the Falcons paid their roster like they were going to be winning and they were going to be drafting people who could help them in play. Now, all you got to do is go look at the last three drafts and see that the people, you know, outside of Calvin Ridley and A.J. Terrell haven't helped them much. So, and they've missed on, missed big on the defensive end there when they've been trying to fix the pass rush. But we don't need to rehash all that. We got a new regime in here. They're going to fix it. And so Cunningham saying trade down and get some picks. Steve Hummer said that also in the column. So Google both of those columns uh, about trading down. Now the key thing, I keep pushing Cunningham, like, look, Cunningham, they got to find people. They got to find people on the back of rosters. They got to find Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett was in Denver doing nothing. And, uh, you know, he was studying under Von Miller and, I think Big Chuck had um, did some pass rush stuff with him, and then all of a sudden he's got 19 sacks one year, and they had the franchise tag. So you got to find somebody on another team's roster that's ready to play and contribute. And so they need to, to do that. They need to find about four or five guys like that. And, uh, you know, they tried to last year signing all these former first-round picks. 
But, I mean, they were bust where they were at before, so it wasn't like they were going to take off. So you need to find somebody with huge upside on other rosters. And, you know, you know you probably can't get them now because you can't pay them. Probably not in the draft. And so then when you are forfeiting the waiver line, and Kansas City did this uh, to, to um, you know, under John Dorsey when he was uh, uh, putting that team together, putting the uh, foundation together before the Veach took over, they, they used a waiver wire extensively, and that's what the Falcons are telling us when they're saying, hey, our scouts got to be scouts and find players. That's what they got to do. And so that's what Cunningham addresses in his column. Go on AJC.com and get that. Oh, item number four, comp picks. Formulas complex, and at one point uh, they were projecting the Falcons would get a fifth and a sixth, uh, but Beasley <laughs> kind of let him down. Uh, he only played 188 snaps between five games with the Titans and the, and the Las Vegas Raiders. So that was supposed to bring him a fifth. And, um, you know, Fowler and Hooper were going to, uh, uh, you know, X each other out. And then you might have got a six from Schweitzer. Now, Schweitzer played 990 snaps. Uh, Adrian Claiborne is going to be outside of the 34 players that they rank. So he, he won't bring anything. But Schweitzer should get you that six. So they're going to have at least one pick. And uh, the Beasley thing just didn't work out. So that got me thinking, well, hey, well, how did Hooper do? How did Hayden Hurst do this year? And so Hooper played uh, three less games, got 70 targets from Baker Mayfield for 46 catches, 535 yards, five, uh, four touchdowns. And his catch percentage, which for the tight end should be higher, um, he he had higher ones here when he was um, when Matt Ryan was throwing to him, so it might be Baker's fault. But sixty five point seven percent was his catch percentage, and you know he was hurt. He missed a couple games, thirteen games, and they got two other tight ends. The Harrison Bryant kid is going to be a player, and, and David Njoku keeps trying to get out of town, but um, you know he wants to be the lone guy somewhere. Uh, but you know Stefanski likes the three tight ends, so. I don't know if he's going anywhere. So, But the Falcons got to get some tight ends because Stocker is a free agent. And Jaden Graham is, you know, he uh, if he's got some upside, he needs to get to it pretty quick. So, Hurst, 88 uh, targets, 56 catches for 571 yards and six touchdowns, uh, 63.6 catch percentage. And, uh, you know, the big plays they were talking about, we didn't see him last year, uh, and that might have been because of the protection. But, I mean, I really liked that shovel pass touchdown. He just looked like he was shot out of a cannon. You know, I saw enough from him on a couple of his touchdowns in the red zone to, to where, uh, you know, his arrow is going up. And um, they got to figure out ways to get him the ball more in the red zone. So, here we're going to go back to Coach Arthur. And um, we'll go back, Coach Arthur Smith and General Manager Terry Fontenot. You know, I got my list of five guys that need to improve uh, next year. So um, 
you know, I wasn't going to say, hey, you know, y'all don't want my five guys that need to improve. Y'all need the coach to tell y'all that. And, you know, Coach Dan used to give us that uh, at the owner's meeting and so forth. So I just ask about the people on my list every time I get a chance. And um, and we'll turn that into a story for us here. But let's, uh, you know, Marlon Davidson didn't do anything. Hennessy didn't do anything. But let me, uh, let me let you hear from the coach. I don't want to tank uh, your thoughts on that one. Here's Coach Smith and Coach uh, and GM Fontenot on quarterback, on the Falcons quarterback situation. Here they go. Do you like your follow-up? Yes, I do, sir. Uh, yes, yes, I do. Um, for Arthur, what was the, you know, rookies, Davidson and Hennessy, what was their evaluation uh, uh, for them and your projection on what they can do to help you out in the future? Yeah, well, both of those guys would be given, you know, a clean slate. I mean, they were, they were rookies. Uh, I think it was a really challenging year for, for a lot of rookies. Uh, you know, they, they probably, that class, uh, it was probably the hardest for them for you look around the league. And obviously some teams had more success with others, but it's so early. I mean, to, to give you a, a stamp of what this guy's going to be in, in year one as a rookie, I mean, some of these guys improved. We're certainly excited about working with them. Um, I think they both... You know, they'll have the opportunities everybody else to have a clean slate and to come earn a job. But uh, certainly, you know, rookie year doesn't make or break a career. And for Terry, I heard you talk about this, and I was in Green Bay when Kurt Warner was the fifth quarterback, you know, about how Ron was able to amass the quarterbacks. You all, you got a blank slate pretty much behind that. What, what up? And what avenues can you all take or look at to, you know, put people with him and, and you know, put people in there for the future? Yeah, that, that's an exciting uh, part of it because we're going to utilize all the avenues, whether it's in, in free agency, whether it's um, at any point in the draft and, and even after the draft. Um, you know, I've been in places where we're trading for quarterbacks and um, we're always looking to bring in, um, bring in quarterbacks. And we have a real good from, from Arthur Smith. And, uh, and to, to today we're going to look like we have we have a really good um, offensive staff, and I, I think it's going to be attractive for it. I, I think quarterbacks are going to want to be here. Well, there you go. Uh, the key from Coach Smith: clean slate. <laughs> Chance to earn a job. They're not giving these rookies anything just because they were drafted in the second and third round. So, Marlon Davidson, and uh, we've seen one rookie around the league get released today. Isaiah Wilson just didn't work out for him in Tennessee. Um, University of Georgia guy. Uh, just, just, um, it just, it just didn't click for him there. Maybe he'll get another shot. But Davidson had problems here. Tennessee. Um, he just had typical rookie problems. You're going to be, you know, in the trenches, you know, making a jump up from Temple to the NFL. Um, you know, he uh, he played, and, uh, you know, it looks like, um, you know, he could play in this league, but, uh, you know, there were some problems at the point of attack with him, you know, my, and so forth. So, you know, he can get stronger and get better. I think, you know, I think you could play, you can, you know, I don't know how good he can be, but, yeah. Not, uh, we didn't see as much from Davidson when he was on the field, but but I, you know, you can see where Hennessy is going to be a, a good football player with the right coaching and strength training and so forth. 
So with that, hey, we're going to get out of here from the 251st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. <clears throat> we appreciate you stopping by the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.